Today's sermon is written to answer all of these questions to a, to a satisfactory degree. Uh, I have so many questions. So many of you have, have questions. I've, I've heard these questions coming from, from your mouths, out of your minds, so much. Why do so many like living in sin? Sin's fun, isn't it? A lot of people like to sin. Why do, they, why do so many people live in sin? Why, do, why won't people obey? Now, I'm maybe not talking about the ignorant this morning. There's some who are just, just ignorant of what they need to do to obey. But I'm kind of, I guess more I'm talking about the people who, who know what they need to do to obey, and yet they won't. Why won't people obey? Why do so many want to shoot the messenger? You've been in that position before. Some of you have told me about it, where people get mad at you for even telling them about the truth. Why do so many not want to read their Bible? Why is my mom, my sister, my daughter, my son, my fill-in-the-blank, why are they not at worship this morning? Anywhere. Why do so many in, in worship time not sing? How many did you see this morning, Eric, that just weren't singing? We notice that kind of thing, don't we? They just weren't singing. But you're here. It's time for worship. Why? Why won't they sing? I, I don't... Why, why do so many say they love Jesus but hate the church? I've heard that even here lately. I've, heard, I've read articles about that, about how people say they love Jesus but they hate the church. Jesus, yes. Church, no. When you can't divorce the two, can you? You can't talk about Jesus without talking about His church. It's, the church is the bride of Christ. It'd be like talking about the husband without the wife. It'd be like wanting to be with the husband but not wanting to have anything to do with the wife. Why? Why do people hate sin? Why won't they hate sin? Why do, why do so many of the unsaved refuse a Bible study? I've had that question here a lot lately. Some of you, you've been, we've been doing the soul sowers and we've been calling folks and we've been asking them, do you want a Bible study? Not one Bible study really has come out of all of that. So many have refused time and time and time and time and time again, haven't they? Why won't people hate sin? God hates sin. People say they love God. Why won't they hate sin? Why do so many of the the unsaved live a life of sin? Why Why are some Christians ashamed of the gospel? Why do so many just want to play church? Why do... Why do so many of the people that we talk to, really, as we look at their lives, they give no thought to eternity? Why don't folks believe God? I mean, I'm not saying believe in God. I'm not saying believe in God. I'm saying believe God. Believe that He's going to do what He says He's going to do. Why do so many people leave? Why do so many people leave the church? 
Why is it when you invite somebody to church, they never come? How many people have you invited and they, I mean, you've invited them over and over and they never come? Why? Why are there so many blind to the truth? Why are there so many who love drama? They don't love the truth, they love drama. They want drama in their life. Without it, their life is just empty somehow. Why don't so many seek the kingdom first? Why are there so many church hoppers? Why have people that we've come to know and love and, 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 and share so much with, why have they become deaf to the truth? All of these questions seem random, but they're not. These questions have been on the minds of so many of you, and I wanted the randomness, the, the seeming randomness of these questions to stand in stark contrast to the simple answer to all of these questions. There's, there's one answer to every question that I've asked this morning. One answer. I want to share that answer with you this morning. Using the New Testament, let me define the answer as you read with me. If you have your, if you have your, uh, your handout, if you have your, your bulletin, it's inside this time. Changing things around on you. It's inside this time. A lot of the scriptures are there. You can read with me. See if you can understand the answer to all of these questions this morning. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3 verse 20, For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. We have just defined the answer to all of the questions that have been asked this morning. We have defined the problem for so many. The problem, the answer, is darkness. Darkness. When I talk talk today about darkness, I am talking about evil. The definition of those in spiritual darkness, hear me now, the definition of those in spiritual darkness are those who practice evil. Those who practice evil like to, they like to hide things deep down in their hearts. It's hard for us to judge and and know the intent of of the evil people when they hide things so well. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 that the Lord judged him. Verse 5, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes who will both bring light to the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. When I judge... I must watch how I judge and not judge with unrighteous judgment. The parameters of righteous judgment are set out in God's Word. We must not judge according to appearance. John chapter 7 verse 24. We must judge with righteous judgment because the evil, those spiritually in the dark, may look like everybody else. But secretly, 
or even openly. They follow after the ruler of this world, the ruler of darkness, Satan, the ruler of darkness, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. We are to put on the whole armor of God to stand against the devil. That's the only way. But we wrestle not with against flesh and blood, it says. It says, but with the rulers of the darkness of this age. Only with the armor of God can we stand against the devil. God commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, and gave us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I like that. Listen to this again. God commanded the light to shine out of the darkness. This is 2 Corinthians 4, verse, verse 6. And gave us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Turn your eyes upon Jesus God is the definition of light. God is light. John, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-6. through 6. And God commanded the light. It says that God is light. In Him is no darkness at all. God is the definition of light. Now define yourself by the definition. Define yourself by the rest of this verse. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. How many of you say you love Jesus but you walk in darkness? How many of you? We can't just say we're in the light and get people to believe we're in the light. We've got to walk in the light. If we're not walking in the light and just saying we're in the light, well, we're a hypocrite. We're a liar. God is light. God commands the light. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved across the waters, and God said, Let there be light. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made. In Him, that is Jesus Christ, in Him was life, and that life was the light of men. John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Darkness is evil, but God is light. Light is God. Light is always, is, was commanded. Light is, was, forever will be life. So, so why do folks want to stay in the dark? <laughs> Why do folks want to stay there? Well, the simple answer is, whether it's you or your mom or co-worker or a friend, men love darkness because they want to be there. It's a very simple answer to a lot of questions. Men love darkness. John chapter 3 verse 19. People love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds were evil and those who practice evil hate the light. Don't sugarcoat the truth. Don't sugarcoat the truth. You know, why? Why in the world 
why in the world do we have so many who want to shoot the messenger? Why do we have so many who, who don't believe in God? Why do we have so many who just love drama? Drama, drama, drama. Why do we have so many become deaf to the truth? Because they love to sit in the dark. They love evil and they hate the truth. And those who love darkness, they know the light's there. They know the light's there. You cannot escape the light. They don't want to face it because they know the light's there. When Jesus started his, his ministry, the prophecy of Isaiah was fulfilled. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. There is no hiding the light of Jesus. Isaiah said in Luke 1 verse 79, Jesus came to give light to those who sit in darkness. But there are so many, so many, come on, you you know who I'm talking about. There are so many who are content to sit in the darkness. They're content to sit in, in ignorance. It's okay to be ignorant, they think. Content to not understand because John chapter 1 verse 5, they are content to not understand John chapter 1 verse 5 because the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not, does not, will not comprehend it. Won't understand because it didn't want to. But if you're a real Christian, you're not like that. If you're a real Christian, true Christians are, are not in the dark. You're not, you're not like that. You're not ignorant. You, you hate what is evil. You cling to what is good. Romans chapter 12 verse 9. You're not in the dark. It says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 4 through 5. You understand what's at stake. You understand Paul writes that Jesus is coming back. The day, that day that he does come back, it won't sneak up on you like a thief because you are sons of light, sons of the day. You are not sons of darkness. You are not sons of night. You're a Christian. You are, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, a chosen generation. That, that, that sounds good. It feels good in my mouth when I say it. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Holy nation, His own special people. It says, you were called out of the darkness into His marvelous light. Called by the gospel, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 14. Called by the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. We, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, were, who were once not a people, now we are a people, now we're God's people. We once didn't have mercy, now we've got it. Now we have mercy because we're in the light and we walk in the light because God is light. Do you see how it all fits together? To remain God's people, we've got to stay in the light. We've got to, we've got to stay by loving our, our brother. 1 John chapter 2, verses 9 through 10, it says we can't hate. We can't hate. We must love. Verse 11, those who hate their brother are in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he's going because darkness has blinded his eyes. 
if you don't care about your brother or sister who are in darkness, if you don't care to help this world out of darkness, but come in here and sing and say you love Jesus, you are the blind leading the blind. You've got to love. You've got to be in this world, but not of the world. First Corinthians chapter five, verses. First uh, Corinthians chapter five, verse ten. We can't join ourselves and have fellowship with darkness. We, we don't have to put up with darkness, though. Ephesians chapter five, verse eight. It says, "For you once were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light." Verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And don't be surprised, don't be surprised when you expose them that they run from the light back into the dark. How many of you know folks like that? You, you invite them to church and buddy, it's like, it's, like, it's like you just sprouted three heads. They don't want to hear it. You know, many times people don't understand why they've got a roach problem. Some folks have a roach problem. Some of you may be going through a roach problem right now. And it's hard to to get a roach problem under control because you usually don't see the roaches, do you? Sometimes, though, you'll flip on that kitchen light and you'll surprise them out on the cabinet, out on the floor. And then what do they do? They go running for the dark, don't they? They go looking for the dark. That's where it's safe. It's where you can't get them. To get rid of roaches, we cannot live in a manner that attracts them. Amen? To get rid... Of roaches. We can't live like roaches. So many love the dark though, don't they? How many of you helped with your resources, with your time, with your money, with your, with your advice, only to see them crawl back into the dark again? It's so sad. It's even sadder when it's someone that we love. And we care about. Someone we know, even sadder because we know what God has planned for those who continue to stay in the dark. What happens if someone we know and have tried to help stays in the dark? What happens? When Jesus healed a Gentile servant, he was actually a centurion. He healed a centurion servant in Matthew chapter 8. He marveled at the man's faith. Jesus said his own people didn't even have this kind of faith. Those who think they're God's people, Jesus was saying, those who think they're God's people, they don't have this kind of faith. And in the end, they will be cast into outer darkness, he says. They think they're God's people, but they don't even have this kind of faith, and they're going to go into outer darkness like a guest without the proper wedding garment. Of course, we understand that that wedding garment 
in, in Matthew chapter 22, the parable there of the, of the wedding feast, the, the, the people had to have the proper wedding attire on. We understand that to mean Jesus Christ. You've got to be in Christ. You've got to put on Christ. There was a guest in Matthew 22 verse 13 without the proper wedding garment on. They're like those who don't obey Jesus. And they will be cast into outer darkness. It says where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, weeping and gnashing of teeth and outer darkness, they go together like peas and carrots or peanut butter and jelly. You never see the one without the other, really. There's outer darkness and there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. All unprofitable servants, Matthew 25 verse 30, will be cast into outer darkness as always in the outer darkness There is weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is what happens to those who want to stay in darkness. What happens to those who want to stay in darkness? They get to stay. They get to stay there. Outer darkness. Away from God. Away from His light. Forever. Forever. You don't have to be in darkness. You don't have to be. If you recognize you're in the dark or someone you love is in the dark, how do you get out? How do you get them out? Well, you've taken a first important step. You've recognized that you're in darkness, that you need to get in the light. That's a great important step. That's a great first step to recognize that you're a sinner. Understand John chapter 12, verse 35, uh, John chapter 12, verses 35 through 40, where Jesus told his disciples, you don't have to live in darkness. That's the gist of what he's saying there. Verse 46, Jesus said, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. You don't have to live in the dark anymore. You can come to Jesus and live in the light. Hear with understanding what I'm saying. You must believe in, believe on, believe about Jesus Christ. You must believe that Jesus died on the cross. And Mark chapter 15 verse 33, when He died, there was darkness all over the land. But we weren't left in darkness. There's the good news. We weren't left in darkness. The world wasn't left in darkness because Jesus was buried in a grave and He rose from that grave. Jesus beat death. He beat sin. And was seen in the light by many. And you've got to believe that. And you've got to obey that. People, Jesus wants us to be the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. But to be the light, we've got to have our lamp right. Do you know what your lamp is? Do you know what the Bible says is your lamp? If you're a Christian, you need to know what your lamp is. Matthew chapter 6, verse 23, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. 
But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Your eye. How's your eyes? How's your lamp? What have you been looking at? What have you been studying on? What have you been dwelling about? If your lamp's not right, it's just not right. You're in darkness. You've got to come to the light. What does that mean? What what do you mean you've got to come to the light? You've got to repent. You, you You can't be right with God and live in the darkness. That ain't living. You've got to repent. You've got to be right with God. What's holding you back? Let me tell you another secret. You are. <laughs> You're holding you back. <laughs> Jesus gives us the way. It's the way out of the darkness. You must repent. You've got to cast off, it says in Romans chapter 13, you've got to cast off the the works of darkness. You must repent. If you're a Christian, you must repent. If you've not been baptized for the remission of your sins, you must repent. You've got to get your eye lamps right. Romans chapter 13 verse 12 says, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. It's the only way you're going to defend against the devil. It's the only way you're going to beat him. John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In Christ, in Christ Jesus, you are no longer in darkness. Come out of the dark and into the light. Why won't you? Well, because you love the darkness. Why will you? Because you love Jesus more. Love Him more. Come right now. As together we stand and sing.